Anyway, welcome everyone. This is uh, my little podcast with my little friends, right? So you've uh, been on the show before. Yes, I have. Louise, Mikhail. Hello. Anything to the crowd to do bailers and stuff? No, actually, no, no. You sure? You didn't no, answer I, quick. No, no I, I wasn't. No, I wasn't sure what you were going to say, but no, I'd love to. Sure, they have loads of money. They have loads of money. They have loads of money. And then <laughs> Fiona. Fiona. Chong. Fat Ona sitting right here. Fat Ona. <laughs> well, um, the two girls have a podcast out and I've listened to two and they're very, very good. Thank you. Very Thank you. good. Thank you. And I said, woo, when woo. you came onto my podcast the last time yes. and we chatted yes. and we chatted off air as well. Yeah. And I was there thinking, oh, it's more females like that should be getting their story out instead of the airy fairy stuff that we seem to be hearing all the time. That life is woo. Yay. Oh yeah. Good vibes. Yeah. Good vibes. Like you were saying, there's no such good vibes all the time. No, definitely not. And tell me this, Louise, are you a potato farmer? I'm not a potato farmer, but I do. I we sold potatoes for years. My parents have a fruit and vegetable shop in Balna. So I would have bagged potatoes and sold potatoes. I know a lot about potatoes. So actually. why were you bagging potatoes? Because like you get the potatoes in in like big 20 kg bags or whatever. They would have been in like four stone bags or something like that back in the day. And you have to like, you'd sell them in like 2.5 kgs or 5 kgs, people, 10 kgs. And you have to weigh them out. So they is, only is come that, in Is that big... the equivalent of going to Tesco and buying 12 pack and selling them singly? Uh, no. 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 That's how you make money, guys. That's how you make money. But sure, like if they only came in 20 kg bags, who's going to want to buy them? Like, Where was this shop? This was shop was in Balna. Is it still oh, open? It's, it's still open, yeah. Give it a shout out there. Uh, Falcon Fruits in <laughs> Balana for, you know, lovely fresh fruit and veg and shop local. Falcon? Falcon, yeah, because I'm from Mount Falcon. Ah. Yeah. That's good. It's good, isn't it? That's good. It is good. Uh, People used to come in and uh, say, how are you, Mrs. Falcon? It's like, oh. That would have been a cool surname. That actually. would be a cool that surname. Would, yeah, yeah, that is cool. Yeah, yeah, that's a well, badass surname. It is, yeah. So yeah. you grew up in Balna. I grew up in Family Balna. of? A family of three. Well, there's five of us, including my parents. So there's three kids. And you are the middle child. I am the middle. Jeez, you're a good, good listener, David. Well, very I was listening good. to the podcast. Yeah, very good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do yeah. my research. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am fucking around. <laughs> it looks like I fuck around, yeah, but yeah. I don't fuck around. But, um... So what I find interesting is of your story, and I want everyone to go listen to this podcast, and especially if you're a female, I think that it gives great insights into how really females are dealing with the world that they're in. And you, you ended up in a similar situation, but totally different upbringings. So mm -hmm. Fiona, that was on my podcast before, you had a, let's be honest, it was fucking shit. Yeah, it was a shit show, to be it, fair. It, it was horrible. Yeah. And you had a perfectly normal, loving upbringing. Yeah, it was great, actually. And that's, that's and the intriguing thing about us. Yeah. You were successful yeah. in college and in school, and you got good jobs, mm -hmm. and your head's fucked up. Yep, pretty much. A and you end up meeting each other. Well, we had met each, we yeah. had worked in our first lab job together. So we knew each other back then. And mm -hmm. then we kind of went our separate ways because I left, I went, moved to Athlone and then you left and did your TEFL course and went to yeah. Thailand and stuff. And um, then we reconnected uh, maybe like last year. Yeah, I think this, it was. this month, probably around this time last year, actually. Yeah. And 
we got chatting and we went, met for like tea mm-hmm. and we started talking. Of course you did. Of Chinese. Course, yeah, 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 tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had, a, I had an Irish coffee. I'm, jo- <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, yeah, so we met up and it turns out that although we had gone our separate ways, we actually ended up coming to similar realizations within ourselves yeah. because like both of our minds basically took over and we ended up having a difficult time just because of the way we were dealing things and the way we were looking at life. And I think an awful lot of people do that. They uh, mm-hmm. When you say a difficult time, mm. so explain for the listeners at home how you ended up in a difficult time or what you would describe as your difficult time. Okay, so for me, um, my difficult time um, was probably the main root of it was stress related to work. You were the problem. I was the problem, yeah. Well, I, I didn't you. I didn't realize that now at the time. I would have thought, you know, it was the toxic lab environment and So what was your job? So you you came out of college, you got your job. We'll start with Louise. Yeah. In I, the lab. In a lab, I was a microbiologist. So, uh basically testing stuff for bacteria and that. Like that was, so are you sitting there all day like just uh, you know, just um, repetitively uh, testing uh, stuff? Uh, no. Well, we'd be doing a, there's so many different microbiology tests. You could be at a variety of different things throughout the day, which we were in our first yeah. lab job, which was actually, although it was manic, it was great because we had got a ridiculous amount of experience in a very short period mm-hmm. of time because yeah. we were doing 20,000 things we a were. day. You were or flying you, in out of the rooms yeah. up and down the hall. And it's like, or if you wanted to have time to pee. <laughs> she, got, she had kidney trouble ever since. <laughs> and was it a stressful it job? So like, where did all the stress come from? Um, it was, there was more pressure rather than stress there, is what I'd say. Pressure of work? Pressure as in with the load of work. Like, it mm-hmm. was different. Like, and there is, like, there's this, I think there's a difference between, like, pressure and stress. Because pressure, you're super busy, but you might be, you know, it's not really affecting you outside of work. And, you know, you're mentally capable to do it. So then, as time went on, then I moved on. And I ended up moving up the ranks, which I didn't never wanted to do. <laughs> I was perfectly happy to go into work, to do my job and to come home and to live my life that way. And I always said that I just want to go in, go home, do well while I'm there and go home because mm. I really enjoyed my life outside of work. Mm. And uh, then as I moved up, which like, as I say, I didn't want it, um, but I was told to go for this and I was told to be frowned mm. upon if you don't go. More it, money? It was, but not, not not enough, David, though. Not enough. And I ended up having to do it without the extra money for months before it actually kicked in. So I was in the role like really early and I was doing all this extra stuff for not as much money, which kind of annoyed me as well, well which is understandable. Yeah. But then like... There is a lot of pressure in pharmaceuticals. And if you talk to anybody Mm. working in the labs, they'll tell you there's a lot of pressure there. It's just, you know, when you're dealing with stuff like that, um, that's for, I suppose, human consumption or medical stuff. And, you know, there's a, people want it and they want it now. Mm. And within the micro lab, if something happens, you have to put a stop to it. You have to halt product. And obviously... Someone wants it now and you're saying you can't have it. You know, there's a, 
So the, that goes on you. Why, why, why? Or um, the, well, there's a, there, we would be telling them why, because we would find out why, like there might be a reason and you might have to just put a halt on something for a while. To be honest, like you wouldn't, wouldn't even be that long, a day or a couple of days and you do your investigation and you sort things out. Like at the end of the day, most of the stuff that I've been dealing with, with micro, it would have been, uh, there would be like a final like sterilization process. So even though you might've found something, it probably wasn't going to be a big deal in the end anyway, but you still have to investigate. You still have to put the, put the halt on it. And I suppose that will be why people would have an issue as well with the halt and things when it's not mm. a final product issue. You know what I mean? So that's just, that's actually kind of gone off on a bit of a tangent there because it's not no, really. But, right, but, but that's the kind of stress. The, that's the kind of thing that was kind of pressurized. Uh, and you were bringing that home. Um, well, really and truly it was the workload as well. Like the workload was intense. Like, um, there wasn't enough, um, cover. The workload was really intense. I was waiting in work, oh, maybe like 12 hour days. And like, that's like a long time. I actually. What age were you when? I was, oh, I was maybe 30. I was in my thirties anyway. I was 30, 31, I'd say, in or around that. I heard you. 37. Fuck off. Yeah. She looks like a child. <laughs> Until I smile and then you see the, you see the lines and the wrinkles. Did you come up with something in the lab? Yeah. It's all that boat. It's all that boat. Yeah. Yeah. Stick this near your mouth there. Yeah, sorry. Cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would have spent... Um, an awful lot of time when work actually in within one year, I had um, worked enough overtime that would have been the equivalent of two years of holidays. Wow. <laughs> Which is insane. Um, and that was... Were you the type of person that took it all personally and you, you yeah. just stayed? Yeah. And I put too much pressure on myself. Like... You it, wanted to me, perform really I, well all the time. That's it. And, and took it personally. And took it personally. And because I felt I had to do a good job and that was pressure from me. Like it wasn't, you know, we were busy. I... So other people would be like in the same job or whatever, and they just still go home at five o'clock and be like, oh, it's never going to get done. The work's never going to be and done. That's the way it is. Good friends in there to talk about. Oh yeah, way. I had, and some of them were doing the exact same thing as me. Not them all, but some of them were doing the same thing. Was as it me. male dominated? No, uh, mm -hmm. very little males actually in micro. It's more of a female dominate, dominated um, Hence the stress, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say that was stress. Uh, was your bosses women? Um, one was a woman and um, one was a, a male. Who did you prefer working under? To be honest, I actually loved working under both of them because I got on incredibly well with both of them. Um, we actually used to have really good crack they were really nice. Everyone that I had worked with there was really nice. Um, so it wasn't like, it wasn't a personal issue with anybody. It was all an issue with the workload. It was an issue with the environment and it was an issue, most importantly, with myself and my inability to say no, mm -hmm. my inability like to just leave things behind. And it got to the stage where I was spent so much time in work that my health started to suffer. I used to have grey crack in the house with the girls that I was living with at the time, to the point that we were known as the house in the estate with all the laughing. They were like, what are they always laughing about? Uh, yeah. yeah. Actually, someone said it to my housemate at the time, not realising it was her house, because uh, they work in the same place. They're like, there's these absolute nutters who spend their time <laughs> laughing. <laughs> Neighbours, and it turns out it was actually us. <laughs> and I, then, because of the fact that I ended up working so much, I ended up missing out on all that and did everyone and crack kind of and fall out with you? No, 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 they didn't. They didn't, but 
they didn't fall out with me, no, but I just, my life suffered in. So what happened that you went, fuck this, I'm, I'm over here? I, um, I got like this, what, mystery illness. Uh, I had like loads of swelling and extreme exhaustion. I was so tired. I couldn't keep my eyes open and, and my voice got really hoarse. It was real sexy though. So it was nice. And um, yeah, <laughs> I'm very sexy. <laughs> not 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 that sexy. <laughs> Watch me wake up. <laughs> um, but yeah, I got I got ill and uh, got uh, like every test done under the sun, and uh, like my inflammatory markers were up. So it was like some sort of an infection, uh, but they couldn't figure out what it was. And then they were throwing out things. Could it be possibly be related to stress? Are you stressed? No, no, well, I'm definitely not stressed. No, no, I can handle my stuff because, you know, stress, I would have considered, Louise, if you're stressed, you can't handle it. That's your problem. Mm. You know what I mean? You're weak if you're stressed. Um, but that was just a crazy attitude. That was my own interpretation of something and it was a load of crap. So when, how did you figure that it was the job? How did I figure that? Well, everybody around me was telling me it was a job as well. And you just wouldn't listen. And I just wouldn't listen because I felt that I would eventually get a handle on it. I would eventually, if the more time I put in, I would eventually get a handle on it. And I just never did. And it got to the stage where like everything else was just sacrificed, like friendships, like my diet, everything, exercise, all the good, nice things that I could have, I had in my life were just didn't have them anymore. Disappearing. Disappearing. And like... Um, you know, if everything in your life is gone and all you're doing is working and you're exhausted, you know, your body is going to tell you to feck off yeah. in a big way. And, and it we, did. It took a long time for me to get. But I suppose right. if you're after working your whole life in an industry and you want to make it, you want to make it worthwhile, it's hard to say, oh, fuck this. I'm not going to do it anymore. I don't know if it's that I want, I never really wanted to make it. I see what you're saying you want to make. It's like, I just, I suppose I didn't want to be seen as a quitter rather than I wanted to, because I, I never really had these. You smoke? No. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't always work. No. <laughs> yeah, I just, I guess I, I never wanted to go to the top of the food chain. Like I never yeah. wanted to be like, I never saw myself as CEO making all these It wasn't things. money or it financially driven. No, not at all. I just wanted to be doing something that I liked and that I didn't hate myself going in and out every day. You know, I just wanted to be able to, you know, lead a nice life and have lots of quality time. And <laughs> the exact opposite happened and it was my own doing. So um, then I just, after that period of time when I was sick and I was like, what on earth? Why am I doing this to myself? Like, what's life all about really at the end of the day? What is it about? Like, what am I here for? I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm not here to be wrecked and exhausted and sick all of the time. Surely to God, there's something nicer I could be doing. Even if it's, you know, I don't know. I'd like, I ended up working for my parents for a while, which was great um, in their fruit and vegetable business. But definitely the attitude of some people in this country is <laughs> to leave a job that is considered better is a disgrace. Mm -hmm. um, thankfully, that wouldn't have come from my family. They were incredibly supportive and would have actually encouraged me to do it. But I was definitely, 
you know when you're meeting different people all the time and they'd be mm. asking me in the shop why I had uh, why I had left or whatever and I'm saying oh it wasn't for me and one woman in particular was like oh my god I would kill my daughter if she did that and I was like thank you I didn't say anything to her at the time but I thought my god your poor daughter like if that what's more important here is uh, like her, her health or just the fact that she is doing like you know I oh. then to say my daughter has a good job doesn't matter you know yeah. what else is going on for her I know but some people grow up in a time of absolute want and need mm. and with no aspirations or way of getting those jobs so they look at them as if oh my god imagine if I had had that when I was younger or they want that for their kids you know yeah. the way everyone goes on yeah. so they don't, yeah. I wouldn't think she was personally attacking you or maybe yeah. she was maybe she was no, cunt no no she wasn't she's actually, she's actually she wasn't and she's actually she is actually a nice lady but uh, just at the time I was like okay it's just I suppose that like that the different view on the on the situation because you know everybody thinks that to have this job and have all this money is what life is all about. But it's not what life is all about at all. It's mm. I am mm. far more content where I am now. I may have far less money, but I wouldn't trade for the world. Yeah. And, and I'd say there's an awful lot of people who would, would, there's an awful lot of people who think want that. Like mm. if, if I see things from a point of view of, no, I think you're right. Mm. And I would love if that was the case. But can you imagine the amount of, women and men that are in jobs they hate but they have to do them because they have kids you know they have people that count on them and they mm -hmm. can't leave mm -hmm. they have to do it like is there a way of just you have to find a way of living through it as well oh for sure David and you see that was the thing like with me now looking back on it and with all the work I've done on myself afterwards I realized that it was me that was the issue and not the not necessarily yeah. the place and the environment. So if you could go back now. If I could go back now, I, think, do, do I think? would be a different, oh, I'd be a completely different person. I wouldn't do what I what I did then. Definitely not. Because I <laughs> Would you be able to just shut it off? You'd still be just doing your thing during the day, but you'd shut off. Well, you know, I'd like to think I would. I guess it, it I think there is part of us that tends to revert back to who we were if we go back to a certain situation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, although I'd have very high hopes that I would bring all of my new knowledge and all the stuff to the situation, I, I know, I don't know, I think we're actually built that our brains are wired to go back. Yeah. You know, when you're put back somewhere. Habits. That I, every, yeah, every, you revert to old habits. I'd revert to old habits. Yeah. And I, you know, so I'd like to think I'd be okay, but you know. But you never know. You never know. Even in those environments, though, those high pressure environments, you put the, you will just automatically put that pressure on yourself to perform well because you don't want to like let the team down. You don't want to let other people down. You don't mm. want to let yourself down. And like going back to like saying, you know, when people were saying to you, oh, why would you leave that job? Like a hundred percent. I a hundred percent believe that there's job snobbery out there. And it's, it's so sad. When you left your job, the same yeah. thing, you, you just had enough of it yeah. and you thought there was more to life. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you fucked off to Thailand. I did. So, I, like, <laughs> so you're you're sit, you go home, you leave, you just walk out, you go fuck this shit. Had you talked to each other in the middle of this? A couple of times on Facebook, like because we were Facebook mm -hmm. friends, so that every yeah. now and again, and anytime, <laughs> friends, anytime, friends. Fiona, anytime Fiona would like post something, I'd be liking it. Yeah, <laughs> like commenting on different things or whatever. But other than that, we weren't text. We met for a coffee a couple of times we did, before yeah. you left for Thailand. Yeah. But then we didn't see each other for years. No, I was out galvanizing about. But again, when I left, because uh, I had gotten that job down in Cork, 
And that was like great money. And I was moving up the ladder. And then I was like, fuck this. I'm going to Thailand. Everybody was like, why Thailand? What are you doing? It was just. Lady boys. Lo- I love the lady boys. <laughs> <laughs> why Thailand though? Just, just It was just random. It was, it was, um, they, I was online and I saw that they had an eye to eye TEFL course. What's that? Um, so it's like teaching English abroad <laughs> and it's just an organization. And I was just like, yep, I'll do that. Click. Gone. You know. That was it. It was, I just made it. No, I went with um, an ex of mine at the time. But I loved it. I loved going abroad. Was I he one of your good boy friends or the bad ones? It's one of the superstar ones. Louise <laughs> 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 knows all about. But yeah, it, it, it was not a good one. <laughs> we'll see. What, Which what they talk one? about on the podcast. So if you want to hear all those stories, she was mad into yeah. lovely yeah. fellas. Superstars. Superstars, Superstar. yeah. Love a bit of narcissism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was it narcissists you were into? Oh yeah, oh yeah. How do you find Please, them? Like, I just, just be be a people pleaser, and um, don't value yourself, and just don't think you're worth anything. And you'd be so easily to manipulate. Like I was, I wanted love and validation and affection so much because I couldn't give it to myself. So I was seeking it externally, and then what you know, I suppose. Not everyone's a narcissist. You know, someone may have narcissistic tendencies, but they may not actually be a narcissist. So I think there's only 1% of the population, but someone could be highly insecure, so insecure in themselves that they do have very strong narcissistic tendencies and they will seek out someone who will offer them validation. Were they, were they narcissists or did they go on like that? when they first met you or did they just, was it death by little cuts? Like little, like little cuts. It like, was little cuts. So it's like, like there was this phase where they call a love bombing phase. And you know, they, that oh, you would definitely love bomb. Oh, What's a love yeah. bomb? Extreme. Oh, yeah. uh, girls, tell me what a love bomb is. <laughs> I want to know. Maybe your class, we're going to bring you loads of flowers. We're going to do, bring yeah, you out for dinner. We're going to text amazing. you every day and tell you how classy you are. Mm, they just feed your ego. They make you feel so loved and wanted. They sweep you off your feet. They're the perfect person and they think you're perfect and everything's going to be this fairy tale. Like, you know. You were saying you were always the breadwinner as well. I was. I was. Um, how do you find them? <laughs> like, I, 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 how do you find them initially? If you have zero confidence. They, it, that, Go on to Tinder just, and just tick narcissist. And you you can, weren't yeah. doing that on Tinder, were you? <laughs> no, no. Uh, no, I have. <laughs> it's, it's on your description. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to be love bombed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be like treated like crap. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just, I don't know how you, how anyone find, because okay. women pick men. Like you, yes. you pick them. Yeah, but like there's this other thing where, you know, we're also told to be like, oh, I can make my own money and you're strong and, you know, break down the gender stereotypes. Why should the man be making the money? You can make the money. Did he say that? Um, there was a lot of like, we'll say gender equality question, like Out the door! <laughs> Losers! <laughs> Any man that says that is a fucking loser. I like now I know, but like I was in my <laughs> early twenties, like I didn't know back then. So yeah, it, that like that was tough going. I think um, when did you pay for his flight to Thailand? No, no, did, did, no. Did he want to go to Thailand more than you? I actually don't remember that. Say yes, lady boy. Say yes, say yes, lady boy. You know who you are. <laughs> you suck that dick. <laughs> oh God! How long? How long did you stay in that relationship? It was seven years in Thailand. Oh no, no, no! I was in one. I was in Thailand for three years. 
All right. Yeah. Yeah. Would you stay with him for seven years? Yeah. Came home from Thailand. The seven year itch. Yeah, it was a seven year itch. Yeah. You went to Thailand to find yourself with someone. Yeah. Like. Now, I ask these questions as a man that's never been anywhere. I am a fucking mountain man, right? I'm just trying to figure stuff out as I go here. You've never left Ireland. I know I have. Okay. But like holding hands with my wife and she doing everything for me. (laughs) I was never on a bus. You were never. Or a train. What? Not in this country, no. You've never been on a bus or a train? Like, you've never been on bus air? <laughs> no, I've been on a bus, say, going to a stag or, like, going from the airport somewhere. But I've never actually stood at a bus stop and went somewhere. Or went to a train station and went, I don't know, was a car. We'll bring you up to Dublin and you'll have a day out. I'm afraid <laughs> yeah. of trains. Why? Because you sit here, stranger, like this, staring at you. <laughs> staring across from you with a stranger. No, it's, it's maybe they just like the lucky if they're staring at you like Nobody that. likes to look at me. <laughs> I, I, I was just there thinking I'm after arriving to this podcast, just after left work, came home, my old clothes. I'm such a dick. That's way too harsh. When you came home. about self-deprecation. I know. When you came home though, mm-hmm. did you have an idea? So how did you go right now? This is. How do I make my life better by changing my thoughts? Oh, it took a while for me to get there. Like that would, like that's only been in the last maybe what three years where I've you know had to change my thoughts. Therapy, but therapy, therapy was a huge one. Um, taking it all started with we'll say the disordered eating. I wanted to get better because I had it in my head that at some point um, I want to be a mum possibly, and if I was to go down that route then I'd have to be a good role model because I didn't want the same thing to happen to me. And then I was like, okay, well, if you're going to be a mother, you have to like be a good role model and and like get a grip over yourself because you can't pass these negative traits about yourself and these negative behaviors and coping mechanisms onto another person. And um, so then I was like, okay, well, the first thing that needs to go is the disordered eating because I don't want to bring up, if I have girls or boys, I don't want to bring them up with this, with disordered eating. Are you so, eating too much or too little? Too little. Too little. Too little, yeah. And um, listen to episode four, all about a 17 day <laughs> diet. <laughs> what was it? The 17 day diet. Yeah. 17 days. Yeah, I, that was the longest <laughs> I went without food. You didn't eat for 17 days? Yeah. 17? 17 days. What did, like, I just, water? Water, water, yeah. How uh, did you not die? Oh, you're not going to die if you don't eat. I'd die. Like, no, you wouldn't actually. Eight die. hours dead. <laughs> yeah, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to function. I think I'd be really stupid. Like I wouldn't be able to function. My mind would work. I don't you must have been you sick. Know, Were you really sick after that? I was really, I was tired and fatigued, but, you know, I was so out of my body and in my mind that you just kind of powered through because... You know, what did your you, friends you say? Or? I hate sorry, it. You're sorry, looking real well. You're talking so slim. over the mic. Here. Yeah. There we go. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and these are professionals. They're doing them all the time. I know. <laughs> he has to tell me every week. Seven, <laughs> yeah, so 17 mic. days, you were really tired. Yeah. But like I also, like in some ways, I also felt uh, fine because I was proud of myself. Yeah, you'd have like that, like you'd be delighted yeah, with yourself. You're you were doing so yeah. well. If you Did you do it as well? Enough, well? No, I didn't do the 17 day <laughs> diet. No, but I had, to, I definitely had disordered eating too. Yeah, for years. Yeah. 
Definitely. It, is it a control thing? Are you just trying to control stuff? Um, I just wanted to be skinny, David. That's what it is. I just wanted to be skinny because everyone yeah. tells you if you're skinny, you know, you look great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there is... All there I'm is saying is Lizzo. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She wasn't around back then. Though. Was she not? She wasn't. I remember going no. to a Beyonce concert or the Destiny's Child and all the girls did was talk about how massive Beyonce's thighs were and like, you look at the state of her and I was like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. She's the most beautiful woman mm. in the world. She's the biggest fraud. What? Beyonce is the biggest fraud ever. What? I don't Another one it. of those fucking stupid role models that women have. <laughs> All the single ladies put a ring on it. Strong, independent woman. What does she marry? A man that makes more money than her. What does he do? <laughs> he fucks around on her. What does she do? Stays with him. Uh, very valid point. Very valid point. Yeah. yeah. I, can't, I can't argue with you. I don't make, I it doesn't make any you. sense. Yeah, I can't argue with you. My God. Yeah. He poor devils. So, <laughs> so, right. Did that not make you go, right, I need to see therapy or I need, what? Uh, no, well, because my mind was so messed up at the time, I was really proud of the fact that I didn't eat for 17 days. And, you know, I got really upset when I was like, I'm going to have to like break the fast. I'm going to have to eat something. Um, and like, I was so upset for eating something and like I always your your diet like and you, you know when you lose weight you feel really proud and you're on this high and it kind of like reinforce like you think it's good behavior and it, 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 it like there's a positive feedback loop because other people are telling you like oh, have you lost weight you look great you look amazing and um my family you know we've, we've spoke about this before where it doesn't like they don't want you to have brains or personality you need to look good like if you want to the, be loved in your culture, yeah, it's huge. Like if you want to be loved, you need to look good. If you don't look good, then you're not worth it. So I had tied my own self worth to my self image, which then only created, we'll say, disordered eating. I reinforced that disordered eating. My mother would have reinforced that disordered eating as well, because you know if I eat something, she'd be like you sure you want to eat that? Or, you know, oh, look, there's fat piggy Fiona going at it again. And, you know, she's, you know, she'd tell you not to eat that. Um, and that, that started from like before I went into my teens. So I'd say about 10 to 12 around that time. I, I started restrictive eating at home. And like, that would be something that my mom would have reinforced. Because for her, self-image was so important. You know, you had to look skinny. If you don't look skinny, then you're not going to get attention. You're not going to get praise. You're not going to get love. And it was it, it really, really messed up. But Our culture is getting like that now for women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's so weird in, in our culture now because it's like, you know, big is beautiful and then skinny. Like it, it's kind of it's kind of turned a little bit. Yeah, I know it has just a, a certain narrative on media was not. You still look like, at the magazines. They're still the same. They're still glossy. Mm glossy magazine yeah I always said that those glossy magazines are there to make you feel bad yeah and I there's a thing I used to do it's called a vision board to help like reinforce me wanting to be skinny to like not not (laughs) let me eat food is I would like cut like get these magazines I cut out the models and I'd stick them onto like Like Kate uh, Moss yeah, like and Kate put your Moss. Head on. Yeah, I know. I want to put my head on it. <laughs> but you know, if you're hungry, you just sit in front of it, and you'd be like, "I'd like, I'd like to look like that, so someone will love me." Nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. Oh, that's so terrible, so terrible, and it's so wrong because oh, it's completely it's so wrong bullshit. because like, there's they've never obviously eaten food. They think that yeah, they've never had butter. 
<laughs> butter. You went straight to butter. Yeah, I know. I was thinking the same, David. What's wrong with her? What? Like things fried in butter. It's the best thing. Boxed yeah, fair enough. Fried in butter. Things fried in butter are nice, but you know, go go to. Now I know you don't like curry. <laughs> Yeah. No, you don't like curry. Anyway, that's yeah, Indian. Yeah. Well, like, curry ah, don't be taking curry from the Indians. Is that a war? I'll have rice. <laughs> what is your favorite food, by the way? Ooh, it's a very difficult question. That is such a difficult question. I like Japanese food. I like Spanish tapas. <laughs> I don't even no. know what tapas. <laughs> it's like Spanish small food. little bites. Yeah, like they, like just low flavor. I actually really enjoy food. I do love food. It's it's the the, the guilt with the food that you still do you still have guilt. Um, not as much as I do now, but it's always uh, it's something that I have to be conscious of and work on. Back to Louise. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> you have to blow my mind there, right? The whole vision board, <laughs> fucking <laughs> right. So, did you go to therapy? Did I go to therapy? Or did I you did. find a different way of doing it? Um, I went to therapy, yeah. I went to therapy. I went to like, a, well, counselling, yeah. And I, then I just did a regular talk therapy um, first. And um, Was this after you said, um, this was, it, it, what, the my health, is, I don't yeah. know what it is that's wrong with me. It, the therapy was actually for a separate issue. The therapy I went to was because I'd had a bad relationship and I ended up going to therapy to deal with that. So that actually happened. The therapy happened kind of, prior to the extreme stress, but kind of nearly around, they kind of coincided, I think. And I <laughs> I think it all it like opened up the can of the worms around the time when the stress was just kicking off. Mm -hmm. And it's like uh, lighting a, like a match and it just made everything so much worse at the time. Um, now, Were I- you living at home? Uh, no, no, I wasn't living at home, no, uh, no. Uh, but I think that- um, it was just, you see, the talk, talking is incredibly good and incredibly helpful for some people. But mm. for me at the time, it wasn't because I just brought up stuff that I hadn't, that I had buried deep inside and I didn't want to talk about for years. And then I brought it up and then it was like, okay, good luck. And didn't go, didn't do anything with it. Would mm. it be, irrele would, it, would you be bringing up stuff that you didn't think had any relevance to anything that you we're dealing with at the time. Um, well, you would be asked questions, yeah. That, like, like what? The, about your family life and about growing up and um, what were your parents like and all those kind of things. They ask you all that kind of stuff. Um, but I didn't have any issues there, you know, that wasn't... Uh, so would you be there thinking, oh, this is a little shy? Um, to be honest, the first time I went, I was very, it didn't, I didn't want to go, but I got to the stage where I kind of knew I had to go because I, I'd end up having like a bit of a panic attack in a situation with at my friend's house with this, with this fella with him be there. And after that situation, I was like, okay, I need to sort myself out because this is not normal. Wait, okay. What did you do? I, I. <laughs> back up, back up. Ah! <laughs> yeah, I didn't actually, I didn't do anything. I, that's the thing. I didn't do anything, but he was putting moves on me and it made me feel uncomfortable. And um, I had issues around fellas because of the bad relationship that I was in. And um, because I was in a situation that I didn't feel I had control, I lost it. And I ended up like having like loads of tears and I actually left the house. <laughs> And walked 
back into town in the middle of the night and slept in my car. Fuck off. Oh, Louise. Yeah, really Aww. bad. Re- oh, and everyone crazy. was there in the house. What the fuck? Is it was, it wasn't until, yeah, it wasn't until the next day. My friend rang me and she was like, what? She's like, where, where are you? Where are you gone? And I was like, oh, I had to, I just had to leave. I just had to go or whatever. And she came to pick me up and she was sitting in the car and she was like looking at me and she was like, what? What, what is this? Like, what on earth is going on? What's happening to you? And I was like, uh, oh, I think I need to go to talk to somebody about this. This is uh, this is a bit weird, isn't it? And she was like, yeah, maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe you should. So that's how I ended up going to therapy in the first place. Yeah. But um, uh, as I say, didn't do an awful lot for me then, but brought up all the stuff. But I didn't, wasn't given tools at the time to manage it or wasn't, I wasn't like Was that because you didn't go out for long enough? Well oh no I went from I went the first day she's like oh you probably only need to be here for like a week and then she was like after like the at the end of the session she was like you need to come for a couple of months maybe so I was at it I was actually at it for months for months with the same person with the same person but it was just a different you see it was the style that wasn't suitable for me what I needed was I needed cognitive behavioural therapy I needed Mm. someone to look for me to look at situations from the lens of what I was doing to myself I didn't need like talking about things and putting them out there is not what I needed I needed someone to be to teach me about my thoughts and how I although I was feeling I had all of these issues around this situation it was uh, it was me that was carrying it. It was me that was holding on to it. It was, I was the root cause of this pain that I had right now. Although I might not have been the root cause of it initially, I was the root cause of what was going on right now. And I needed somebody to kind of go through that with me. And that's where the, when I went and did a mindfulness course, it was like mindfulness-based cognitive therapy. It wasn't straight CBT or cognitive therapy. And I was like, oh my God. It clicked. It clicked. I was like, if I had known this years ago, I would have had a much uh, easier time in my 20s because I see that I am behind a lot of the stuff that's wrong with me because of the way that I was thinking about it. And I was, you know, holding on, um, holding on for life to these really bad situations. And like, it was like years ago and it was still affecting me. Because were you, I was were you holding on to stuff mm-hmm. that had happened in the past or a character that you were playing? Oh, I'm holding on to stuff that had happened in the past. And I had a lot of, I think, I definitely had like these fears with um, getting into relationships again. And it wasn't necessarily because I thought all, because I didn't want to go near men necessarily. It was, I identified that it was because I didn't trust myself. I didn't trust that I wouldn't let myself stay in a situation that was not good for me. Because I had gotten, I think I found it so difficult to leave a certain situation. And that was my thing. I, because the people pleaser again. So was it the bad situation that manifested all this for you? It was probably, it was probably, probably and to be honest, it was, that was probably it that kind of, tipped me over the edge. But I always had issues with anxiety and that since I was a kid. I just found it very difficult to deal with challenges, any sort of challenges, because it was just the way I used to, but I didn't realize at the time it was because of the way I used to think about situations. I didn't understand that. Um, so that's why 
everything in life felt like it was really hard for me. And the only reason was because of the way I looked at life. So it um, sounded like your attachment style was anxious avoidant. Oh, it became anxious avoidant after yeah. the relationship. It was definitely, yeah. I was anxious at the time, but it became anxious avoidant like for sure afterwards. Avoidant, avoidant like the plague. <laughs> so what, you'd avoid all situations like that? I used to avoid uh, situations like that, yeah. Well, not all situations. I had, as I said in episode three of The Odd Shift every now and again, but <laughs> um, would avoid um, relationships, yeah. That sort of uh, intimate contact. And when you were talking in one of the podcasts about, uh, I thought it was really interesting, and you just alluded to it there, um, you went to the therapist first. Mm-hmm. But you were saying that some therapists, they just, it, they mightn't click with you. Yeah. You have to keep trying different ones. Exactly. And not even just different therapists, but different types of therapy. So like, so how do you know which? So what's the, if say someone's feeling down right now, is there mm-hmm. different kind of downs for different kind of therapies? Like, so if for what you were feeling and for what you were going through, are they two different therapists you have to look for? Like, how do you know what you're looking for? Say something like me, I wake up in the morning and go, oh, fuck, I'm, I'm stressed out to the max. I can't handle all this. Am I just, is a therapist a therapist? I think you need to try it out and yeah. see what works for you. Because for, like every person is different. It's not one size fits all for everything. And like, mm-hmm. although the talk therapy didn't work for me, it works wonders for other people. Mm-hmm. And for some people, CBT, they don't like to have to look at their thoughts and they don't like to have to look at that sort of thing. So, you know. It's different. And there's like somatic therapies, what you did, which yeah. is the yeah. body the body, Yeah, but thing. like it's releasing trauma through the body. So like I would say if if you're down, if you're upset and you're looking for therapy, try, do trial and error, experiment until you find something that clicks. Because that's what I had to do. I went through maybe six different therapists before I found the the two that I have that really, really worked for me. Are you still with them? Yeah. Yeah. And so is, it, is it true one of your therapists told you that you had the worst case of child yep. abuse they'd ever seen? Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, I'm still with, with, with that therapist. But it was like, I tried talk therapy as well. But what that did was it brought up all the emotions and it, I, it just came up, but I, I never got dealt with. It never got to be resolved or soothed. It just brought it up and then I'd leave the office feeling How do you worse. resolve stuff that's happened? Um, different ways. Like the somatic is releasing it through the body. You did breath work. Mine was body movement. Then there is also, well, CBT worked very well for me, me because too. it was um, questioning your thoughts. As you have them. As you have them. Yeah. And and about the stuff that has happened previously, about the stuff that's happened in the past as well. Yeah. Well, so CB, so just say you have a thought now that's negative. Is this what, is this what it is? So anytime you have a negative thought, you catch yourself thinking it. Well, you'd be absolutely mighty if you catch them all, but you do. Yeah. yeah, That's it. Mm -hmm. If, If you're feeling down, I'd say, if you are feeling low, you my the first thing I would say to do is to look at what you're thinking about what's going on inside your head because a lot of this stuff the reason we're feeling low is because it's generated within the mind and it's stories that we're telling ourselves and you know this pressure that we put on ourselves because of this we have these crazy expectations Mm -hmm. of ourselves and we hold ourselves to a ridiculously high standard that other people a lot of time don't hold ourselves to and we torture ourselves because of it 
-hmm. So that's, I think, why CBT works. Because when you look and you can identify the thoughts and then you can realize that a lot of the time your thoughts are a lot of bullshit. They're crap. Everyone seems to think that their thoughts are facts, but they're not. Like the majority of what goes on in my head is Just baloney. Yeah. Baloney. Noise. Mm -hmm. Noise. And it's all stuff like random old stuff coming up. Like even if you have issues with your self-image, it's like we're having like constantly having the same types of thoughts all the time. It could mm -hmm. be like negative things about yourself that, you know, they're happening all the time. So you think they're true and they might be happening since you were a kid. You might be having the same negative thoughts about yourself. It doesn't just because you're they're so happening all the time doesn't mean you true. and Fiona, you had the fortitude to figure out uh, I need help and I need to go see someone. What would you say to someone, male or female, that's listening to this, that they could be going through stuff or angry? How do they know when they need help? What's going on in their life or what would be happening? What would it be manifesting itself as in their lives, daily lives? I just think if you're just not content within mm -hmm. yourself, it's worth your while to go and talk to somebody. When you say content. I suppose we're. Because like who's content? Hey, oh, 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 sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I, was like, I thought you were calling me like, a wanker. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought Matt was doing this. Yeah. 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 That's what Matt thinks you need to do. Just release it. Just release it. You'll be, off. You'll be fine. <laughs> but like, what, what would it be like? Um, to, to be content if you're, if no, you're not like, content I, like, who's content who's content well yeah I suppose but you know, if, content is what we aspire for is what you aspire mm. for yeah so if it's a case that you're I suppose low and life feels incredibly difficult and everything just you feel like the world is against you and you know you feel like you're miserable a lot of the time and I suppose you, you just I think do you not think yeah. people mostly suffer I do. And to be honest, mm. that's, I think there's this, this crazy expectation that life is meant to be something other than suffering. Yeah. Cause that's all <laughs> because it is. Because it is life. It's is, how you handle it. Yeah. It's full yeah. of challenges. And like, it's through the challenges is that's where I've got the most of my learning through my mm. life. And if I didn't have those experiences, I would definitely wouldn't be who I am. But I think I wouldn't be able to handle those challenges that life throw at me now if I didn't realize and I didn't know what I know about my mind and I didn't I would have never gotten there mm. without the MBCT mindfulness based content. so mm. what's your other than that what what did you change your life to do what's your what did you replace your work and all that negative thinking with what did you what did you change what did I change um like you can't just go like I'm just gonna sit there and do CBT all day. Oh like, no 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 no! Of course not. And I'm not like I'm not exactly a pro. And there's no anybody that out there that claims to be a pro. And when it comes to this kind of mind stuff, it's <laughs> I don't think you can be. It's like it's a constant battle. But um, so what did I change? Like you uh, changed career. I changed career. Yeah, and I you're, changed you're career. You're fetish now, I right hear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's what Fiona said. Yeah. I'm on, if it's a lie, it's not a lie of mine. Yeah, no, I definitely don't have a foot fetish. I'm a, reflex, a, I'm a reflexologist and I used to get reflexology done while I was super stressed as well. And with I your mom? With my mom and it was lovely and relaxing. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I do that. 
and just I'm trying to think what else I have changed in my. I think the once once your thinking changes, though, your life changes. And you're yeah, in a relationship now again. I'm in a relationship now again. Totally yeah. different type of man. Oh, completely different. Yeah, and you know. shout out to the angel that saved her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he is great, and uh, yeah, we get on very well. Very different people, but we get on very well, and I, we balance each other out. Which I think is great. that's that's uh, seems to be what happens all the time. Yeah, the opposites attract. Yin and yang. Yeah, because yeah. Vicky yeah. is not like me. <laughs> <laughs> she's real play. You know, she's proper. She's nice. She's friendly, and then there's me. Yeah. <laughs> but you I need mean, that balance. You've been, you've been you friendly enough, enough now so far. I don't. I, yeah. Ah, look, hey, nice yeah, guy. Yeah. Nice guy. Yeah, I have yeah. no reason not to be yeah. friendly. Yeah. And yeah. You go. what did you change? You you went back to your job. I went back to my job. Yeah. Um, Sucker for punishment. I know that's it. Or you just enjoyed it? Well, I didn't actually go back into microbiology, but I went back into the life science industry and I tried out different things in there and. Uh, it turns out that I, I do actually like engineering. Now, I'm not exactly doing engineering at the moment. I'm doing project management, which is new to me and it's completely different. And um, I, I like to move about a lot and, and try new things and experiment to see what works and what, what doesn't work. Like I did that with therapy and that helped. And now in the life science industry, I'm, I'm figuring out what it is I like by crossing out the things that I don't like. And yeah, I, microbiology wasn't for me, but I will say in the life science industry, it is a very high pressure environment because of deadlines. And then these like corporations keep like selling you this narrative, like you're here to save lives. So you must like <laughs> give your life to this company <laughs> so other people can live. And then well, I'll give you a look. Every company wants you to give your life to them. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether you're, what you're doing. Yeah. But you see, I think in life sciences, they're like, this medical device can save this person's life and you're working directly Have you seen any it. cool ones? Medical devices? Yeah. Like, do you get to yeah. see any new yeah, I fancy built, ones? I built prototypes of as what? well. Go on, uh, give, us a, like, give us a sneak peek. I have built prototypes of like um, different catheters with like special sensors in them. Um, that go into the machines that the doctors use? They go into the patient. Yeah, but yeah. they are put in with a little robot, aren't they? No, no, no. The, the, these these catheters are pointing directly into the patient. Um, but I've seen all sorts of different medical devices, pacemakers, um, sensors for to put into your brain. Um, like it, Elon Musk had. <laughs> I don't know That's what, what I was he just has. Neuralink. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm going to be the first one to get. Oh, hopefully you won't need it. They're, they're, they're supposed to be for people who are paralyzed and stuff. Yeah, you can get them too, but you can also like, <laughs> see, do you see this? We're all cyborgs, right? Because we all have just all I the know. information to work. Yeah. Yeah. We just don't have the bandwidth to, you know, because we've used our thumbs. Would you imagine just thinking? Oh, Instantly I'd, know oh, everything. My, my mind is noisy enough. Why would oh, I want I to do that? Yeah, I don't think I'd want that. No. I, do you know the noise no. in my head soothes me? Does it? Yeah. Okay, well, that's good. I love loads of noise. Loads of noise. Yeah. Why? 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 Do you not like the silence? No. What don't you like? I don't like silence. If I go home and... Sometimes I'd be looking forward to going, oh, there's no one here. I'm going to have a few minutes. I'm going to go to the toilet, maybe have a poop without a two-year-old knocking on the door or coming in. And I'm so excited. Next thing, after five minutes, I'm lonely and I want them all to come home. Oh. Well, like, well, why, why aren't you able to be, be, be with yourself? No, I am with myself. I'm with myself all the time. Like, I'm in okay. a, jo I'm a job. I have a job where I sit in a machine all day on my own. I'm mm. totally happy. Been on my own, and like I get to listen to podcasts, books, audiobooks, 
And it's the noise that keeps me focused on the repetitive nature of the job that I have to do. Yeah. So, you know, the way you're saying some, there's loads of people in a job that they hate yeah. or yeah. they don't like, but they have to do it to support their family. Yeah. And we're lucky enough to live in, a, in an age where the technology is there that you can get through your day and actually learn something or actually um, experience something or listen to music or hear something you haven't seen before or listen to an amazing book and you can get through your day. So it's kind of your own kind of therapy just to get through the day because everyone's just trying to get through their day. And that's how I do it. Yeah, it's not very mindful though. No, but I I don't even... <laughs> I, was I, I know, but I do find mindfulness is... It can be... Can't it be something for everyone? Oh, isn't, course, isn't there a different yeah, yeah. mindfulness to... Yeah, yeah. It doesn't necessarily... You don't need to it's, be... It's yeah. kind of quieting the mind. Yeah. So if I was listening to... Uh, if you're focused on anything really like yeah. that and you're properly listening, then yeah. that's... Yeah, yeah, something, something yeah. like that. Yeah. But you see, if it's if you're doing another task at the same time, you're not really focused on the task because you're focused on what you're listening to. There's depends. some tasks. It's yeah, not yeah. microbiology what I'm yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can tell you now. Right, you're using the same functions all day long. Chopping down those Chopping trees. Chopping down those trees so that we have these lovely tables and chairs. Yeah, lovely. And your podcast, why did you think it was a good idea to do the podcast and who is it for mainly do you think well Fiona asked me so I'm going to let her um, it's your fault David that's I'm just going to put it out there yeah, completely well, your fault you know you put the idea in my head even though I put the idea in your head right you must have known there was a reason that you should do it would oh, you imagine yeah. if you had heard your podcast four years ago yeah it w- well I think for me because uh, there is Okay, so we spoke about this earlier. There, there's certain narratives out there in the media and within, uh, just in life. And I, I don't always agree with these narratives. And But I feel like my voice is actually smaller than the, the narrative that's being pushed out in, in, we'll say, mainstream media. What do you think the narrative is towards women? Towards women. Yeah. I think... Getting okay. stiff in my yeah. knee. I, I crossed the wrong knee. <laughs> I think um, you could do with some reflexology. I, yeah. I can't let anyone touch my feet. Oh, really? Hey, I said the same thing to her as well. Uh, did you not get to do Jack? Well, not yet. No, not yet. It, it has to ah, be for fuck's sake, yeah, no, it has She to. didn't bring her wipes. Yeah. Well, that was the first day. I wasn't prepared. I wasn't even prepared to do a podcast. I baby wipes in the car. Just saying. Yeah. Anyway, no, no worries. No, but I, I think there is this. There's a narrative that I don't like for women, where it's like you have to have everything, as mm. in you have to have this amazing career, and you have to be able to. I don't know. You're not really a woman if if you don't want motherhood. Um, you have you have to have a career. You have to have motherhood. You have to have friends. You have to have a fit body. Um, you know, you have to have the nice house. You mm. have to have you know a, a good husband. And like, there's so much pressure on women to be all of these things. And we said in one of the podcasts as well, like women put that pressure on other women. Mm. It's not necessarily men. I don't always think it's men that puts that pressure on, but it, it would be women. So like. In my workplace, you know, if I, I didn't want to, like Louise, I didn't really want to go up the food chain. I was really, really content where, where I was within, we'll say, 
engineering. I want to go in, do my job, and then be able to go home and have my quality time. You know, I didn't want my life to, I didn't want my life to turn into, you know, I'm this career person and, and, and that's all I'm going to prioritize. But in industry, when you're doing like your performance reviews, they'll be like, if your manager is female, and this is from my experience, they're always telling you to go up, to go up the food chain, to move up the ladder, as if you being content with where you are isn't enough. Like, that's the thing. We don't live in a world anymore where things can be enough. You always have to want more, 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 go further, achieve more, aim higher. But like, it's like, well, where's, where's the line for enough? What is the high? How do you mean? What's your dream? So if I was to say to the two, I'm fucking not even doing the microphone now. <laughs> if I could give you anything you want in 10 years, where you are in life, what you have, what would it be? I wouldn't be much um, different to where I am now, I don't think. But I'd probably um, just be busier. Um, probably be busier, uh, but like to be doing the same things. Cause I think my job, re I really enjoy my job now. Reflexology. Reflexology and the Foot mind finish. and the, <laughs> and What's the, the name of your business? Mindfulness give, give it, give it and a positive psychology there. coach. Um, just, it's just Louise McHale Wellness. It's what Nothing it got to do with the Baylors now. No, mm -hmm. nothing got to do with the Baylors. No, <laughs> no. And, but you, you just want to be busier. Um, yeah. Like, cause I really enjoy what I'm doing. Um, like get just it's a really nice job and I get a lot from the courses that I give as well you know I think people get a lot from them and I suppose like I did back when I was first introduced to it so it's a real rewarding for me um so I don't really I don't know it's a very difficult I don't know where I'd what I don't I can't actually say off the top of my head what I'd want because I don't particularly want anything so do you not set goals for yourself and um, well, business wise, I suppose like that, it would be just to be busier. That would be my goal. <laughs> but other than that, not really. I don't, I don't see world domination, you know, Louise McHale, guru, world domination <laughs> wasn't really on the agenda. <laughs> but you know, if it happens, I'll, I'll. <laughs> You're not going count, climbing any mountains or. <laughs> no, no, I leave that stuff to my brother. Zen monk Louise. Yeah. And yeah. Fiona, what about you? Um, more ten, peace. ten kids. No, 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 no. Oh, you changed your mind about kids, so? No, I haven't changed. Like, I'm on and off about it. Um, ten is a lot, though. Now, not very. Yeah, ten, ten, is ten, a lot. ten kids. In, in the next ten years, she'd want to be. <laughs> she'd want to be yeah. pumping them out, and a couple of twins out. in the yeah, middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, like it, it's, it's like it's a, something that I go back and forth over. It, I, I find it very difficult as a woman to make my mind up on it, because you have people telling you. You know, you should have kids. It's, it's you know, it's uh, you're you're born to have kids, and then you also have another voice saying, you know, you're an independent woman, and why why do you want to have kids? And I, we've all yeah. learned, we've all established that you should never mind the good opinion of other people. You just yeah. go with whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you feel. and I'm still right you. yeah, and I'm still figuring that out. I think I want to be a hundred percent sure that I could be a good mom before I actually be a mom because. I, Kids are such a big responsibility and you can fuck them up really easily. Do like, you genuinely think people have themselves sorted before they have kids? I <laughs> Because nobody does. Yeah, I was going to say you'll never be 100% yeah, yeah, sure never. Yeah. And, and on anything. Kids are a suck it and see kind of thing. 
I don't know. Like I, my parents. I think. My parents had. Yeah, but you don't take have. your parents. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, I, I, I cancel that one out now. Yeah. And I've seen some of my aunts and uncles and how they behaved with my cousins. And I'd just be like, ooh. But you're just, different. You wouldn't behave that way because you've had a completely, mm. you know, you, you, you're a different person. And yeah, but like. You've what got if, all this knowledge. What but. if I go crazy? Like, what if I, I go the too far in the other direction? As and in, I like Molly in, cuddle and, and they could never. Mommy. Yeah. Ugh, I think no. you're overthinking it. Yeah. yeah, everyone has great aspirations when they have kids. I, I, mm. I always watch people when they have their kids. Me and Vicky were the same. And I thought, oh, can't wait. We're gonna get this. <laughs> and this fucker comes out, <laughs> and it won't stop crying. Your life changes, and it's just horrible for a while, and then it just turns into the best thing ever. That's mm. just from my point of view. I'd love to have twenty kids. Only Vicky wouldn't let me, <laughs> but she's the one mind them. Yeah, and she's the one popping them out as well. She's the one popping them out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I don't blame her. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I don't know what I do without my kids. They're the best thing ever. Yeah, they're gas now. They're they are very, yeah. very cute now. Very funny, very funny, mm-hmm. and they're so different. And that's why I, I worry about them. You know, I worry about them a lot because of the culture we're growing up in. Mm. Since I started this whole social media thing, it's so fucking fake, mm. and it's yeah. so shit. And when I see my girls growing up and I know, say, as a parent, you're supposed to love your children. That's all you're, you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to love your children, but you're all supposed to give them tough love and you're supposed to protect them. And when I look at my young lad and I look at my girls growing up, I can get away with spoiling my girls, right? Because it can go either way, mm. right? But I noticed that culturally they're being told, I think not in my lies. They've been told to aspire to have, like what you said, all these things yeah. and be all these things when it's just not attainable. Mm-hmm. And when I see my young lad, he's grown up in a world where he's been, I don't know what he's going to do when he gets older. He's grown up in a world where men are kind of hated, we're demonized. If you're aggressive, which you have to be in this world if you want to get what you want to have, you're uh, toxic. Men have probably never been less aggressive. Yeah, I, I, know. I agree. Um, I when agree. you think about it over the years, if you go into any sort of historical site in Ireland and read the history and you're like, sweet Jesus, but thank men, God but, I wasn't like... But, but, but men had to be. Yeah. That back years ago, there was a lot of wolves at the door and the doors oh, were very weak. And, yeah, yeah. yeah, all fighting and killing yeah. and maiming. So like, yeah. I, I was watching The Last of Us the other night. Have you watched any of that? No, no it's that. meant to be very good though. And like, every time I watch The Walking Dead or The Last of Us, anything with zombies and stuff. It's never, never the zombies that are scary. Mm. It's the other people. Yeah. It's the other people that are always scary. That turn on each other. Yeah. And that's, and it looks so, you know that them dystopian programs where everything's nasty and that's how it was 500 years ago. Mm. Like that's what life was for everybody. Yeah. It was shit. It was shit. Yeah. And like, I, I just think that, I just worry, I think people, we overthink things and, in, in my life, I've noticed because I've, I've been on every end of it. From, I, I've had stuff, I've lost everything, I've got stuff back and then I got stuff again. And the only thing that matters is when I sit down, I'm doing nothing with my kids, I'm with my wife and all the other stuff is bullshit. And when you see everyone just going chasing their tails and, and I chase my tails myself because I have responsibilities. Like I do it anyway. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on... You're either on or you're off. 
You know, you have to get mm. stuff, you have to do stuff and you have to keep going and going and going. But you just have to not overthink it. And when I, I the reason that when I listened to your podcast, when I met you, yeah. you kind of talked on the phone, but I didn't know yeah. the whole story. And it shocked me. Like it, it shocked me. And then when I was listening to the two of you doing the podcast and I was there, all right, there's, that's perfect. That's two sides of the coin. So it doesn't matter whether you have perfect upbringing or a nasty upbringing. You can still meet somewhere in the middle and get through it and get to the other side. But we all have to stop lying to each other yeah. and to ourselves because yeah. we do an awful lot of talking shit to ourselves. An insane, yeah. insane amount. And I think that's why the majority of people have so many problems. Yeah. Because they're filling themselves with crap all the time. And, and we, yeah. and the, like, I do, when you look at Instagram, do you have Instagram? I do, yeah. Does it not like, as a woman, when you're looking at all these things, and it's, you're, like, have you watched all them videos lately of the women in the gym? I don't I've really follow so, anything. So that you I have all these women in the gym talking about, oh, this lad's staring at me. Oh, and this yeah. Lad. Yeah. We're wearing nothing. <laughs> like, they're wearing nothing. Yeah. Mm. And you're there thinking, I, I've so, I'm so confused where anyone's supposed to go from here. Like, yeah. I, like if I go, my youngest starts going to the gym, I go, right, listen, if you see a girl, put on blinkers, don't look, even though everything in your head is there, look, just look. It's normal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't do it. But if you're a young lad, you're, you're fucking not going to think that and then your, your life could be over. The interesting fact as well is that the video that sparked that whole thing of why this becomes so big now your one had an OnlyFans and everything. And she was like about how I feel unsafe in this environment and stuff. And she, 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 like, then you she can just had an OnlyFans. But, but, but things like that minimize the real risks. You know, because yeah. there's also women that do get attacked mm -hmm. and that there mm -hmm. is fucking nasty people out there. There's nasty everything out there. But if we, if we generalize everyone as a demon when they're not, it mm. gets very squirrely out there. Nobody knows how to conduct themselves. Yeah, I, I'd imagine that it is very difficult as a young fella grown up now as to whether or not to afraid to approach anyone yeah, yeah. to do anything in yeah. case it's misinterpreted well i also think that the, the the playing field is unbalanced at the moment because women can make very serious allegations about men mm -hmm. and women are seen more favorably than, mm. than and, the they're, and they're the serious end of it but if you're a young lad and you're listening to social media and one half of it is I'm an independent woman. I'll pay for half my own thing. When I guarantee you, ninety percent of women want someone shiver, chivalrous. They want someone to treat him nice. They want someone to. How does any man know what he's supposed to do? Yeah. And you hear loads of people like you could. So many women message me. I suppose because a married man is your brother single, or th that they have no friend, or lads are just into pussy, or fucking whatever. And I'm there thinking, sure. How is there so many single women out there? Because there's so many single lads. So if I'm getting loads of messages from lads that are single and so many messages from women that are single and no one's fucking with each other, it's because of this confusion that's going on. There's oh, confusion yeah. and it's, I don't know, I think there's so much, this is going to sound really controversial now, but there's so much choice now as well because of Tinder. Yeah. And I think it's something we weren't really faced with before because you go out in a bar and you might go up and might be there's a select few people there and you go up and you have a conversation mm. whereas now you could have be chatting to four or five different people at the one time depending on how much time you have in your hands yeah um mm. and then so you get to be like oh i don't like this one now because he does this or 
I don't like this one. It's, and it's but like I select- think there's plenty of choice. Yeah. It's not the choice that's the problem. It's the getting from the first meetings to an actual relationship that people mm. have the problem with because of unreal expectations yeah. we set on ourselves. If if you ask um, most women, like you're not young ones now anymore, like you're not no. teenagers, but we want a lad that earns this much. We want him. What's, what's the phrase? Six six foot, six inches, six figures. <laughs> God. And yeah. and. You know how how much you are. I am. I am. I value myself. I'm worth what I'm worth. Lads can't go on like that. We can't say I'm worth what I'm worth. Or they can't. They can't yeah. either turn around and say I want a woman with a size whatever. Yeah, or, or we're yeah. misogynist. Or you're misogynist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lads don't yeah. have that because we're told very quick. Because when you go on a night out, we have to do the asking, mm. and you're very quick to say no. <laughs> not <laughs> with you. So women have True. all the choice. So it's a very, very difficult. If I was a guy, if I was single now in the morning, I don't know what I'd do. Over Thailand to a lady by it. It'd be the simplest thing. He'd be attractive. Would he? Yeah. You wouldn't do it. You wouldn't, you wouldn't tell. I seen something. I seen one on Facebook or it was YouTube or something. I swear to God, I thought it was a girl. Really the best looking girl you've ever seen in your life. No. Yeah, honestly, when I was over there, there was times where I was just like. And then big dick. Men. Big dick. Yeah. Big cock and balls. Crazy. And is that with, um, do they get surgery to do yeah, like that get, or do they look like that? No, like, well, it depends on how far the lady boys want to go. I mean, they can get, get surgery to get rid of the cock and balls. The, the trans, it's a trans surgery. I think it's like male to female. That was serious, wasn't but it? But it's, yeah, it is. And like. You're taking a risk there now. Yeah. Aren't you? <laughs> you know, you're, ma- you're making a choice. Yeah. You know, you're going in, you go, doctor. I just, I've decided I want it gone. Mm. Fuck. Yeah. But girls, I really think your podcast is brilliant. And I really hope loads of people call, watch it. And what do you call it? The flip. The, it's for the, it's the, just the, FLP. FLP, the Fiona <laughs> and Louise podcast. Very original. Yeah. I thought it was like, the flip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the flip. <laughs> we have done that on occasion. Yeah. yeah. Are you yeah. enjoying doing it? Yeah. 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 It's fun. I like it. Yeah, it is fun. Yeah. Well, a, I love talking shite. So. You have a good rapport with each, with each other. I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting you to be as fucking... You're a leer. What? You're always bullying her. <laughs> yeah. And I thought you'd be the quiet one. Yes, I'm glad I'm glad you're saying it, David. No, yeah. Not just me. Yeah. Poor, yeah. poor devil. I know. Yeah. But I'm well able. I'm well you able are. to handle it. Yeah, you can take it. I'm well able. Yeah. So you have episode one and two done. Number yeah. three is out when? On Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday the 28th of February. Tuesday the 28th of February. Yeah. And I think that if you have anything to do, do that. Go watch it. Go listen to it. It's on YouTube. The first one is, and now that you say it, I didn't put the second one up on YouTube, <laughs> but that will be done. That'll be up on YouTube. Hey, you were tonight. saying you want to be busier. I Get know, busy putting I know, it up on YouTube. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. So thanks oh, a million yeah, for coming on. You came a long way. I didn't come too far now, but Fiona came. Leitrim. Yeah. Lovely Leitrim. Leitrim. Kildare. People in Leitrim hate me. Why? People in Leitrim don't hate Why? you. They do. Why? Oh, they what? save Leitrim shy. What save Leitrim shy? They don't want any timber cut what? up there. Okay. Oh, well. Because they drag their arse off the ground instead of wiping it. <laughs> That's what they do. They, they, you know, they get the plastic bags out done stores and they fucking wipe their hole with that. <laughs> you know, they live in straw houses. <laughs> they don't hey, use any fucking timber. Fucking hate hey, you now. Yeah. Jenny. So, yeah. I know, look, they're, they're all right. They did threaten to burn down my house and stuff. And what? 
Bush. They, there was some law being passed that we couldn't cut timber and we had to sign a petition. And I'd done a video on my page to get people to sign the petition. And I was getting all these messages from guys that were going to knew where I lived and they were going to burn my house down. Oh my, my kids God. That's absolutely shocking. So you're just because you're cutting down trees, they've decided they're going to burn yeah, your house yeah, and kill yeah, your family. Yeah. One, one of the only sustainable wow. industries in wow. Ireland, you know, sustainable yeah. forest management yeah. is what we've done. Yeah. Lunatics. Lunatics. Absolutely lunatics. Huh? And if I ever find out that you are in part of that, and I'm going to. That's it. Me and you are finished. My hand, my hands we're are done. Clean. My hands we are, are done. <laughs> <laughs> Louise, Fiona, thanks very much for coming. Oh, thanks for having yeah. us. Thank and you. And we'll put links on for the podcast and stuff. Lovely. Yeah. Social mm. media stuff. Yeah. Mm. Good luck. Cheers. Bye bye. Good night.